It's the old Doctor Who show, episode number 98. The Rescue. Can you believe it's been 98 little hours of uh, sunshine dropped in your ears? Ooh, what's that? Oh, it's just earwax remover. Go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. Control my mind before, and you certainly can't control it now. Would you like a jelly, baby? Yeah? The TARDIS, when working properly, is capable of many amazing things. The first polarity of the neutron flow is that the TARDIS should be free of the force field. But the TARDIS is more than a machine. The energy is like a person. Resulting reaction is fighting. Uh, welcome back to the old Doctor Who show, your tri-weekly classic Doctor Who review podcast after a three-week absence. Uh, we've returned, uh, like the cicadas, uh, uh, the carcasses of our forms stuck on the trees of your heart. Dan, how, uh, how are you? I know you are recording from the great northern uh, lands of Vermont. <laughs> I'd be just happy to let you go. I would like to welcome our new, our new sponsor, Vermont. Uh, when you're in <laughs> Vermont, uh, no secrets. No secrets, Vermont. Is that the slogan? I don't know what their slogan yeah, is. That's, live that's, free that's and die, is. or is that it? Well, uh, live, apparently, live uh, we're sponsored this week by Adderall, uh, and Eric took the entire supply. So, yep. you're doing fine. Well, we're on Eric, I'm doing, I'm doing. I'm doing swell. Uh, I'm enjoying the cicada carapaces attached to our trees. <laughs> how are, how the heck are you, my friend? Besides, I'm fine. Uh, obviously, huffing a bunch of ether before we start. I am. How I am what the uh, scientists call very high. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not high. <laughs> I am just high on life and uh, ready, just ready to get into the rescue because uh, I Let's watched get rescued. It. Yeah, for and it was a two-parter, so it was like, it was like such a gift. It was such a gift. Uh, when you get a two-parter, when you find yourself um, <laughs> at forty-five, and you've committed to a classic Doctor Who <laughs> podcast that's been going on for five years, uh, yeah. every once in a while you got to take these little moments, uh, like Agent Cooper said. You know, maybe it's just that cup of coffee, and it's a two-part. Uh, episode of of Doctor Who. It's not an eight. Like it, it may come up as eight. It's like roulette. It could have been an eight. It's like roulette. It could have been easily. Yeah, it's like roulette for us. We don't know what's gonna happen, and you get a little a little taste. It could have been an eight parter with two pieces missing. Yeah, it, it's like the sci fi version of cutting into that bag of cocaine and just getting a little bit of a taste. Oh no, this one's strychnine. Right. So <laughs> we're in the yeah we're in some kind of alley and two and there's a. A rough group uh, of people showing up, and we're there, and we're like, "Where's the stuff?" And then uh, Hartnell cuts into the bag, and he's like, "Just it's just a taste this time." Uh, and next time you pay, next time you're gonna get uh, Patrick Troughton. It's gonna be eight parts, and four of them are gonna be hand drawn on napkins. <laughs> right? So I don't know. Do you have anything yeah, to talk about exactly... before we get into? Uh, There's uh, the no way to top Who, any of that. Uh, no, we can't. We gotta no, just let's... get in there. Let's just hit that button. We just gotta get in there. Okay, so hit the button. themselves again and somehow I don't think they would allow that rescue ship to land <laughs> mm. well, that isn't why you brought Vicky along with us is it doctor no Chesterton no it wasn't the reason we shall be materializing quite soon perhaps we shall be able to get a rest this time <laughs> all right this is uh, the rescue Dan this is the third serial uh, from season number two lucky number two uh, of the uh, show uh, known as Doctor Who. Uh, this is written by David Whitaker and directed by Christopher Barry. We've seen 
uh, a bit, a few uh, Christopher Barry things at this point. Uh, the Doctor uh, and his companions, Barbara and Ian. Uh, we have no say goodbye to Susan here, and it's uh, we have a couple moments where we we kind of miss her. Arrive on a, a strange planet where a crashed spaceship with only two survivors, or is it three survivors, uh, have to sort of avoid some kind of menace while waiting for a rescue ship. Uh, but it's things are things are a little bit uh, more involved than that, as you will find. So, Dan, what did you think of uh, this story, uh, The Rescue? There also is a story, I would say, there's also a story called The Chase that oh. I, we're also doing. And, like, for some reason, I nearly almost watched uh, The Chase. I believe that is also... That was real uh, sad. Yeah, but that's not... Uh, not that's relevant not or important to bring up. So, uh, what did you <laughs> I'm think? I'm glad you did, though. Yeah, what did you think of uh, <laughs> this serial, uh, Dean? Uh, Eric, uh, thank you for that synopsis. <laughs> that completely adequate synopsis I that really captured everything. the entire. I think you covered the whole thing. I'm not sure <laughs> why we're going any further. That that did it. Uh, I, uh, I I enjoyed this. This was a a. a Quick in and out. There was uh, hey now. nothing. Hey, there was nothing uh, extraneous in it. It was uh, uh, economical. There was uh, a pretty mm-hmm. straightforward story. I liked the the new characters. We get introduced to Vicky, who I guess is going to be uh, taking over as a companion in this uh, in yeah stories. Apparently, so that's pretty cool. Uh, the costume design of what we think the Dido people look like the creature costume looks pretty awesome um we have sandy the sand creature uh yeah. that looks like it was a weird almost um mermaid lizard i don't know what was going on with that costume but it was definitely kind of cool we got booby traps we got caves of mystery uh we got uh blonde hunks uh coming <laughs> out of nowhere this this story had it all uh we had double crosses uh, uh trap doors i mean really what else could you want yeah, in a story no, like this you really had everything. Um, yeah, I like the story. Uh, we generally, how did you feel about it? And it better be identical to what I just said. I I was all in. I think it, I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought mm. it was. You kind of said everything that I was going to say. I'm just cool. like reaching for something to throw on. I mean, you have a planet of of didos, so the lots <laughs> of hits uh, are being uh, recorded. Um, yeah. so the set design was amazing. Like even like the little, uh, piece, like details that they had. So like, I'm going to jump all through the episode, but when the doctor yeah. and Ian are trying to escape the caves of mystery and they're all going along the ledge and like those spikes are coming out, the Indiana Jones, like spikes, like the face that they yeah. were coming out of looked like the mask, uh, that the, uh, bad guy was wearing. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I thought the... You know, the, sort of the story was uh, not like amazing, but it like I liked the. I thought the switch switcheroo was well developed. Um, I did. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily see it coming until the part where the uh, the guy, the, you know, the, the the bad creature goes in, Bennett. and then the guy comes out. He's like, yeah. he left, and it's like, well, how many doors are here? And then when you actually see the right. room, it's like there's no other door here. How, like, whatever, it's fine. Um, but I thought that was good. Like I thought the whole thing was was cool. I don't know about you, but when it first, when you first saw that creature with the awesome monster mask, yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's a third crew member who mutated, like whatever, and became evil." Like I did not immediately oh, make wow. the connection between him and the hurt uh, fella. What's the hurt's fella name? Because I, I don't Bennett. have it. Uh, who who I thought was a, such a bore. Like as soon as he saw the crippled guy, I was like, "Oh, this guy's so annoying." Like everything he said, yeah. it was just like, oh, this guy's such a bummer. Um, but so I wasn't. Well, which I kind of that works. was a surprise. I thought that that the way that they did that twist worked. I, a Vicky not wearing pants, a little strange. Um, I I thought there was a lot of really good uh, Hartnell moments. Like him, the it was genuinely sad. I felt when he was calling for Susan and she wasn't there. Like I thought that was yeah. like a nice moment. I thought. Hartnell asleep in the Easy Boy 
was the most realistic Doctor Who has ever been. Like that was like the most <laughs> accurate portrayal of like an old guy in a falling asleep having you turn the TV on or whatever, where they wake him yeah. up, they're like, dude, the ship has landed you know, the TARDIS has landed. He's like, What? Oh, okay. I thought that was right on the money. Yeah. Um the one thing that was a little strange about uh the the uh the jerkin that was Cripple Jerk. What's the Cripple Jerk's name? I know you just said it. Bennett. 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 When Bennett is talking about the uh, rescue ship, right? And so his plan Mm -hmm. is, you know, he's been tried for murder, or he's been caught doing murder, so he's going to go to jail. And so rather than go to jail, he he kills the crew. All of that makes sense. But she's like, hey, there's a ship that's landed. It's got to be the rescue ship. And he refuses to believe it. But this is there's spaceships all over the place, so wouldn't he immediately assume that it was space, space police? police or, or not space <laughs> police, but just some other thing? I mean, sure. he eventually goes and investigates it in his costume, uh, well, and he, he wants her he to didn't... stay there and not go out. But also, it could have been part of his plan. He didn't need the rescue ship. The people arriving aren't going to know that he killed people. Right, mm-hmm. so like for for as far as he's concerned, why even bother killing the doctor, Barbara, and Ian? Just say, hey, yeah, there's a crazy dude here that that killed our people. We're just waiting for a rescue ship. Let's have a snack, right. and then you know what I mean. Like it, they weren't yeah, endangering yeah, yeah. his plan unless he had some evidence somewhere, which he didn't. So right, the, it it he could have gotten away with it that way. I mean, it wouldn't have worked out because the doctor has been to this planet before and knew the people. Right, the doctor, but he doesn't know that. Um, so when Vicky's telling him that you know this this other ship has landed and she's being you know super excited about it and bouncing off the walls, I mean, he does say like, "Did you hear it land? Did you actually see the ship?" Like, he doesn't think there's any any reason why there could have been another ship there. Yeah, he, um, yeah he's very doubtful. And it's like, you're, you're sort of like, well, okay, well, is he just saying that because he wants her to never leave the place? You know, he doesn't want her to leave the place because, you know, maybe there is a chance she'll figure out his dark secret. And he's telling her I that, but he really does think it's going to be someone else, and that's why he goes and investigates. Yeah, I don't think he was necessarily worried. I think... You know, he wasn't going to kill Vicky. She was going to be. She was the one to corroborate his story because she didn't. I mean, she's going to corroborate it in that um, she's going to repeat what he told her. But he apparently, I mean, I'm, the inference is that he got Vicky sick. He poisoned her or something so that she had to stay behind when he went to the when everyone else. Oh, in the crew I didn't went even pick up on that. I mean she, she talked about how she had a fever have. or whatever, but I didn't yeah. realize he gave her the fever. He would I mean that's my guess. He would have to have done that because his plan was to murder everyone, um, but then have someone behind to corroborate his story. Right. So okay. I'm guessing he poisoned her to keep her behind, or that would have just been incredibly convenient. So I don't think that was the case. Yeah, I mean there's um, a lot of like sketchy details about all of that because like granted he's <clears> been arrested isn't he in shackles and in a cell and then the ship crashes and then somehow he's free and, and whatever. It's all fine. And uh, going back just a little bit. Yeah. I really, I, I, I also, I want to say I like the production design in this one too. I mean, it starts off with, um, you know, the, the classic Doctor Who miniature shot, exterior shot of the, of the, yep. of the ship broken into pieces with the, the radar uh, on top spinning around. You see the, the, the exterior of the planet. But I liked the interior of the ship because it was kind of broken into pieces. Yeah. So you actually had like the, I didn't realize how it was set up at first, but there's like the main room where Vicky was. Yep. She was hiding Barbara there. Um, it goes to a Barbara door, and there's just this hiding under a Barbara a pile a of old jackets or whatever. And like, there's like scenes that go on for like ten minutes before she pops up to reveal herself. Uh, and she pops up, and her hair is ten feet <laughs> oh, tall. It I'm not sure how it got higher. No, it, eventually, we have to keeps we have to talk about how Barbara straight up kills Vicky's dog. And that sets we'll get, up their relationship we'll for however long she's a companion. And th- they kill her dog. And then everyone's like, oh, it's cool. We're your friends. Big deal. Cheer up, Vicky. We only get killed your it. dog. <laughs> and it's cold. Barbara's cold. Your only source of companpanionship on this planet. Yeah. Bennett's That's not your friend. That's all you had. You. That was it. You had some. Everything um, you have. 
Yeah, crippled boar who's actually a murderer in the in the back room you could hardly see. And there's this wonderful dog that every day she would visit with. She probably spent months trained it. training it that it, I'm a friend. And the poor dog, too, has, is, has overcame its own fears. And then she's and Vicky's like, Barbara, no! And she's got plenty of time. And Barbara's got totally. that bloodlust that she got back from when she was running over Daleks. And all she sees is just murder. <laughs> and then she's got to go live with these weirdos. They're like a weird cult, like like uh, Ian and Barbara, the two swingers. And then there's like the weird old guy that's sort of driving the bus. And then they're like picking up transient youths <laughs> like that, thing that, that have some problems that are easy to manipulate. It's just like, I'm like, I don't know if she's should be going with them. Yeah, Everybody, I mean, you're going to have to look for uh, Eric's novelization <laughs> of these stories coming later. No one will publish them, but uh, you'll find them on the web <laughs> if you know how to search uh, for it. But go on. Uh, you were talking about the, the uh, nah. rooms, the way the rooms were structured. Yeah, I, just, I, just, I just like the way that all of that was set up. So you had like that hallway in between. That hallway was just this crashed area before mm-hmm. you get over to, over to Bennett's uh, bachelor pad. I, kinda, I like when the doctor insists on speaking to Bennett. Yeah, and he goes uh, goes through into the into that uh, area in between, knocks on Bennett's door, and Bennett says, "Go away." <laughs> and the doctor's like, "No," yeah, and starts forcing his way that, in. I, I like, have, and oh. he's all he's all confused. Like, why can't I just force my way into this door? It seems to be stuck, and he just keeps trying to force. His I way could in. watch a whole show of just the doctor trying to break into places. Like just that whole thing, and like he's getting like the he's getting something uses a crowbar, and he just it crowbar, was awesome. Yeah. It, it was, was terrific. Awesome. Um, I really enjoyed Hartnell in this story. Um, so you said we, we start off with the in the uh, uh, in the TARDIS. The Doctor's asleep on uh, what looks to be like an Eames chair. It's pretty nice. I mean, I guess you can travel all over time and space. Why wouldn't you get really nice furniture? Yeah. But he's he's fallen asleep in the in the chair. <laughs> they materialize, and we we definitely get the sense that the Doctor is suffering from you know. A melancholy or, or or something i actually didn't realize at first that this was the story immediately after we leave susan in the dust yeah um yeah the so i was like was wait a minute where's where's susan because it's been several weeks for us and my memory is like the span of a gnat right now i was like oh yeah that, that's right she they they totally ditched her um so you know Barbara Ian's concerned about the doctor, but the doctor really has, other than, you know, calling for Susan and having that realization wash over him and, you know, kind of Barbara picks him back up and says, oh, I could be your helper. Which button do I push or whatever? Um, for the rest of the story, though, the doctor's like really engaged and cracking some kind of funny throwaway lines and is really up for the adventure. Um, you know, him and Ian traversing in, inside the cave. Um, it's a narrow cliff, and Ian mentions that it's, it's really narrowing, and the doctor later repeats that um, as a kind of throwaway joke. was kind of cute. One thing, can I just say? Yeah, say one it. One thing I, I, I don't quite get, uh, besides, besides the fact that my computer just fell asleep, and I hope it's still recording. Yeah, we're good. Um, one thing I don't get is, so they're, they've been trapped in the cave yep. by the... Coquillian. Uh, Coquillian. Uh, by Col- Macaulay There Culkin. we go. Macaulay Culkin, Kieran Culkin, uh, traps them inside the cave. We're not sure. It's one of the Culkins. Uh, Is it the guy from... It's one of the Culkins. Yeah. yeah. It's probably the one from Succession. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, it was the Succession guy. Was it so. the guy that was in that Mayhem biopic? Um, but go on. That's a, that may be it. Rory? Who knows? It is uh, a Culkin. It's all... Yeah, oh, there, yeah, there's three of them, I believe. Three Culkins. Okay, we're, uh, we're going to leave a quiz for you <laughs> folks. Name all the Culkin kids. Who is your favorite Culkin? <laughs> Put them in the comments on the show. Yeah. And why. Okay. They're going along the cave. They're yep. going along this narrow strip. Yep. All Indiana Jones style, like you said. Uh, there's the cliff, and you can see the sand dog is down below. Uh, Ian finds these handholds that they're going to pull themselves across. And, uh-oh, one of them's booby-trapped. And these swords come projecting yeah. out from the, the face of uh, the... What is don't it? they the, put the, like the, a handkerchief over the ends or something? Yeah. Over the point <laughs> yeah. so they can oh, get, we'll get We'll get to that. <laughs> But what I, what I don't know, what I don't understand is uh, the Dido people, yeah. as far as the doctor knows, are ve- it's a very small um, civilization. It has to be very small. Are there like twelve uh, uh, people? Because the guys like I killed everyone on the planet because we had one party. Yeah. Uh, which yeah, in well, these COVID like, times you can't have. That's like <laughs> way over the back. 
So that's but I say. had a note about oh. that. It was like, okay, you killed the whole planet. Obviously, he didn't because all of a sudden at the, we'll get to the ending, which was the worst part of this with that like yes. Deus Ex Machina ending, where all of a sudden two dudes yeah. in tennis whites show up who don't say anything. <laughs> They're just some weird uh. pretty boys that do whatever. But yeah, go go on about the <laughs> okay. Uh, so trap. booby trap swords come out. The Dido people, there's a hundred of them when the Doctor was there. Uh, because it's such a small community, they worship life. War is a foreign concept to them. There's no fighting, no aggression. Who did they booby-trap this for? Yeah. Uh, Bennett didn't create invaders? it. They've only been there for like 90 days. Maybe there's invaders that come every so often that they... Ha- I don't know. But they're not. It's a good question. Yeah. So, thank you. Thank you. I had a good question. Well, um, also, I like, to, to stick with that, Why? I mean, they, they are peace-loving, whatever... Uh, but their ceremonial dress garb that the guy's wearing <laughs> yeah. does seem very uh, aggressive. I mean, there's teeth and everything, and like it looks like a very uh, formid- formidable I- sort of presence that you have when you wear it. So they, maybe there's some war or um, maybe aspect it definitely looked like they took in some way. They must have killed some of the Sandy the Sand creatures. And yeah. made Just the made garments their faces. out of that. They're wearing so, their faces. Yeah. They're wearing their faces. It's like a I, Buffalo so, Bob. It was just a, it's a Buffalo Bob situation where they have to keep fine. Like, are you a size 12, you know, from oh, uh, <laughs> where they have to, Buffalo Bill. Where Buffalo, yeah, Bill. Buffalo Bill, that's right. Where they're sewing uh, the, the Sandy. She, she's into she's Ruby in the hips. Um, God, are you a great I'm sorry. That's <laughs> <Yeah, it's> fine. <laughs> Will you want to help me move this? Hey, uh, mister. Yeah, <laughs> to move this couch. Uh, and the, uh, the sandy dog. Yeah, like, don't ever. Yeah. If sand, Sandy the Sand Creature asks you to move a couch in an unlit <laughs> van, no. don't do it. Just say no. Um, okay, so so that's fine. Whatever. Um, I don't know where we're going. I don't know. With this. I will I mean, say this. A whole lot here's, to this story. here's something else to the story. Oh, you were just saying, why do they have spikes? Yeah, why? If they're why do they? friendly. I, and the answer is, yeah. don't know. <laughs> don't know. Because it looked cool. And then you, to your point of. How you know this, that's the cliffhanger, and it was like a literal cliffhanger. Yeah. Ian's right on the edge there. The way that <laughs> when it comes back, and Ian's and in a Ian's full suit too. To like see. Ian is in his He's James in Bond sort of. Yeah. everything's even going through all the the. There's an explosion, and then and the the cave walls and whatever dust. Like he looks always sharp uh, throughout the whole thing. Yeah. He never looks too uh, scuffed up. Well, you got to thank his dry cleaner. Yeah. They really uh, put the right amount of starch and everything. So he is is um, getting pushed by these swords forward, mm-hmm. and and to test to see if he can get around to see how sharp <laughs> the swords are, he fully grabs one yeah. with a full fist, just grabs it, and says, "That's razor sharp, no blood." He <laughs> lost all of his fingers all... on well, his yeah. hand. <laughs> it's, it's nothing Here's the thing. Left. Ian's a cutter, so he has a lot of calluses already formed uh, <laughs> on his hand. It's the only way that he feels. Uh, any it's kind of definitely persona. implied in the story that yeah. he's a cutter. Uh, Barbara just drinks a lot and watches. Oh, Barbara uh, with that yeah, bloodlust. Yeah. Uh, um, then yeah, so he takes his his his, his uh, jacket and and shimmies around. But anyway, let's get off the ledge and get back to other things. What else you got? I, I say, Bar- did Barbara say the wrong line at one point when we're all together? We're in the down spaceship. It's Vicky. It's the doctor. It's Ian, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Barbara. We're all hanging out, mm-hmm. and they're trying to convince Vicky, "Come with us. We're going to help you. We're only here to help you. We can take down this uh, uh, Rory Culkin character. Um, you, we understand it's a Hollywood family, but this guy's vulnerable." <laughs> and doesn't Barbara say like, "You're under <clears throat> underestimating what Culkin did to do, and not she should say you're overestimating." What he can do? Oh boy, this is what we're gonna nitpick. I'm not even nitpicking it, but they say the line. It's like, well, isn't it? Shouldn't it be the yes. opposite? Like, if she's underestimating, then she right. she would think he wasn't a big under- deal. Mes- I don't know. That's fine. You're underestimating what he can do. Don't under. I don't. It's know. fine. Doesn't- it's all I- good. Uh, and then I didn't like when they said you're the new Susan <clears throat> now, and they branded her with that <laughs> Hartnell thing because Hartnell likes them young and they're like this guy is so depressed we have to pick up a child for him so that was weird uh, but Barbara's nice she only killed your dog and I want to know like what's their because she hates her like so like that sets Vicky up their whole dynamic Barbara? and she 
Yes. Uh, well, uh, Vicky comes around. Vicky, Vicky does. Not, Vicky realizes yeah, after she talks after to the, the doctor, doctor, and the doctor's like, "Hey, you got to think about it." She was really only looking out for you, and she's like, "Yeah, okay, we're cool." But are they cool? Like, right. do they do they fight? Oh, we'll find out. I don't know. Are we going to see another Vicky story, or have we seen another Vicky story? And I just can't remember. Is no, Vicky I, I, in I don't the, think you've ever seen a Vicky story. Was Vicky in Power of the Daleks, which is the first Troughton story? I don't know. We'll figure it out because this is only season two. I doubt she is. Because that's like I don't know how many seasons before we get to Troughton. No, she's she's in she's in a lot of uh, she's in the rest of season two and in some of season three, and she is in the chase. By the way, it's just oh, speaking of things go. that aren't important, but she is in that one. Um, so we will see her again. Uh, but it's fine. I, how uh, old is the other thing? I just want to throw out here. Um, you already talked about the sets, but I found that the yeah. underground temple was one of the coolest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't get that at the end. So eventually we figure out that the um, uh, crippled angry guy Bennett's. cannot remember Bennett's name. Bennett is yep. actually Rory Culkin. And he has yep. a trap door. <laughs> and the doctor goes down the trap door and closes it without telling anyone where yeah. he's going. Whatever. And then Ian's like, oh, yeah, well, let's just go back to TARDIS. He'll know to go there. It's like a right, whole planet. Like he doesn't know. Whatever. It's fine. But I thought, I don't know if that set was reused from something else or if there's other Doctor. Like, because it's so cool and elaborate and, and like, satanic and just sort of, like, really, I thought well, it was w- well lit. And it just looked I want to say very, that, very cool. Yes, I, I agree with that. It looked really cool and it was well lit. But I think what was more important about that, I don't necessarily think it was all that elaborate. I think it was lit so well. Right, it just it, it appeared so it appeared well that it, than it, it allowed you to fill in the details of what else is there. Yeah, I, I think they did a, a beautiful job with it. Um, yeah, I, I, lo- I love know, that it, whole reveal part where he goes down and then you see this whole thing. And then the, the doctor, it was a great moment for the doctor when he's going through and he sees the, the robes and the guy comes behind him. And it was very much like uh, it was waiting for you to come, like, and it was like a you know almost like a James right. Bond scene. And then I just wish, right, right. I just wish I thought it would have been so much stronger if the Doctor had outsmarted him or somehow not overpowered because you know he's got to use his mind. If that's how he bested uh, Rory right. Culkin, instead, I thought it was so yeah. stupid because like the Doctor's about to get snuffed out and straight up murdered. And then mm-hmm. these two dudes, like, all of a sudden at that moment they pop out. This whole year or however long it's been going where they've been crashed. They've never yeah. showed up again. And they have access to this temple that's connected right to his... Like, it just felt like, that's really... And we never... we never, They never even talk. And then they just right. go and they destroy the radio. And it's like, yeah, I, I guess yeah, I mean, that, that made sense. Like, okay, well, they, they don't want to be contacted again. And then the rescue ship is just going to let it go. We had a whole yeah. people here. They said they were attacked. We're sending a rescue. And then now we don't, they're going to be like, okay. They're probably going to nuke the planet like, <laughs> or send like a military force. I, it, it was weird. I mean, they make a, a – there's a story note that like, oh, you can't land unless we guide them down so therefore right right i thought that was just a little strange yeah i mean if it it hadn't been for that like that one line it would have led everything really all these threads dangling i agree i i even felt a little different i I would like to have seen the doctor really outsmart bennett because he did he had the upper hand he knew what was going on he knew that uh, what Bennett was trying to do there um and then they have this you know uh fisticuffs where it's you know you know, Hartnell is no Pertwee action hero no. in this at all. Um, so he gets knocked down. And then we see the, the two uh, blonde pretty boys come out. And I thought, because the place that they're in, this sacred place is called the Hall of Judgment. I thought it was yeah. some sort of like... Ghost? Um, not, not necessarily ghost, but some sort of psychic thing where like it was it was Bennett's guilt that was manifesting. Oh, and that's what not. was going to like, drive him I like bit. where you're going. But it wasn't. It was nope. just two And then dudes. even the doctor says, like, when they're leaving, you see them destroy the radio. And then the doctor's like, or Ian, or somebody says, like, oh, I guess those were, there were people left from Dido. And then the doctor's like, yes, and they will rebuild their civilization. And I don't I know, know how the biology works on that planet. But if it's just the two, who look like twins as well. Uh-huh. 
Yep. Right, they, like, I, it's fine. They're they're gonna have like, to repopulate the, the entire implication planet themselves. That there's more of these. Like, why nope. aren't they not interacting nope. with? I don't. know. It's fine. It is just the two of them. They're gonna have to repopulate the planet or die trying. Eric, I so, feel so bad for God Vicky. bless them. What like a horrible life this. Like, so her mom dies. Like, they just loaded yes. her up with just trauma. Yeah, yeah. Her mom dies. Sad backstory. Then she's going with her dad to I forget what pl- planet or system Astra. they're going to. Astra. Planet Astra. They get on this uh-huh. dumb cruise ship, or you know, to go to Astra. Then it crashes. Her dad is murdered. By what she thinks is a villain. Uh-huh. Turns out they're like, oh no, it wasn't the villain. It's the guy you've been lived like you've been betrayed by this person. Her only joy is a yep. dog that's gunned down by Barbara. No one really apologizes. <laughs> In fact, they make her apologize first, and then yep. they take her they take her with them. No, it's just so The so doctor hard. offered. So this is they I did didn't offer. realize this, they but this offer. is the this is the first uh, time the doctor asks a companion if they'd like to come, rather than them either like slipping on board or getting you know, <laughs> carried away by him. Right. The, the or getting pirate, lost. Uh, like, it will get you home, home, but we don't really know how to fly this thing. So you'll get home yeah, in yeah. four seasons. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, what else it's was she going to do? She didn't really have much of a choice. She could yeah. either stay there and hope that the rescue ship appears in the next, you know, two days or whatever it was, uh, or she can go with this crazy guy and his murderous crew. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just a lot. Uh, it's a lot. Think, like it, it could have been one it's a lot thing. For her. Like just losing one parent, or even losing right. two. But they literally losing them in the crash. They or, take you know, yes, exactly. everything from her, including her dog. Uh, and then they. Cast. I mean, and even even like her dad doesn't die in the crash. Her dad dies when Bennett murders her, murders him. So. It's even worse because the one guy that she's counting on, the one survivor that she's with, is actually the guy that murdered yeah, her dad. Yeah, totally. So That's what I mean. Like, like there's, it there's really she has to process. It's just, it's she has just a lot. yeah, just processing years or months or however long it's been a betrayal. She's gonna have trust yeah. issues. And talk about the and the people she has to trust are the same people that killed her dog. <laughs> Even though she made her apologize for being sad. Don't shoot. Yeah, and she's got nothing. It's fine. It's fine. I think he's gonna do swell uh okay. but anyway i don't i don't think there's anything left here but that was that was it for uh it was good though yeah, i yeah. i like i felt I'm like sorry, i'm reading the, my notes i, yeah, I felt I'm like crazy. as a as a two-parter and I, there's something magical about the two-parter uh all jokes aside from it being shorter um mm-hmm. i like just a little focused short story where you get like some character moments and there's kind of an interesting setting and story like i thought this was really well done you know mm-hmm. versus some of yeah. these sprawling epic things that sometimes feel a little uh bloated i thought this was really good i just the ending kept it from being sort of like a really really good story um but it was good i, I agree i agree yeah and Vi- uh, I, the I will ending be was the only thing vicky again if we do i think we get to well, uh, that's what we had to say about this story. Um, yeah, what did let's see think? what what we got from some feedback on the Twitters. Um, so thank you for everyone who responded, liked, retweeted um, our, our request for feedback on this story and all of you who gave us um, the aforementioned feedback. So first of all, uh, on Twitter, Paul Paranoid says, I'm not much help as I've never seen this one. And it seems uh, to serve to introduce Vicky to stand in for Susan when Ford quit. From what I know of it, the only thing I would add is that Vicky's story has some similarities to the reveal of Seven of Nine's origin in Star Trek Voyager. Question well, mark. as, as, uh, as uh, the old Doctor Who show fans will know, I've never really seen Star Trek, so I cannot relate to that reference. I'm trying to remember uh, that in Voyager. I know that um, Seven of Nine is the, uh, uh, the uh, Borg human who uh, ends up becoming Seven part of the crew um, her parents were killed by the borg um and she was assimilated but then becomes independent and uh yeah anyway cool uh <laughs> yeah so maybe there's some stuff there i don't really remember it now if seven so of long. nine it, hold fine. on seven of nine i remember the actress she was blonde yes she's yes. only in voyager not in the next generation or i don't know how those work are, are those shows all like interconnected or do they take place far away in time 
They are all in the same timeline. Okay. At the same so and running concurrently. Do characters appear on one and then in the other and all that? Yes. So she was uh, she was only in Voyager and now she's in the new uh, Picard series um, on CBS, which is excellent, by the way. It is absolutely there you excellent. Go. It's terrific. Um, but yes, yeah, so in uh, there is crossover between the Next Generation and Deep Space Nine. Specifically, Worf goes from um, the Enterprise to uh, then serve on. Uh, the Deep Space Nine um, uh, uh, ship. It's not. A sta- it's a station. That's it. So he's there. So there's, there's crossover between them. Um, Voyager though is thrown into the Delta Quadrant, so it's really, really, really far away. Even though it's happening at the same time, they're separated by a huge amount of distance. And that's the I like that you said Voyager, it was so in the Delta again. Like you, you said it was in the Delta Quadrant. I'm like, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously the Delta that's Quadrant. Very yeah. Fantastic. Anyway. So they're all they're all interconnected that way. Um, okay, right, so, so thank what, you for what that, else? Uh, that so they hadn't of, seen the show. Um, this this episode, this show. But, right? Okay, exactly. Um, Hair of the Hound says um, the chaps at uh, the old Doctor Who show have crashed on Dido in need of hot takes. Can you come to the rescue? So thank you for amplifying our request for <laughs> people to give some feedback. To which we got some more. City of Jeff says one of the most overlooked of the classic era, not only serving to fill the fill the replacement of a companion but also providing what may well be the first real look at the doctor we know and love today hartnell is an amazing oh hartnell is amazing in this fun tight and highly atmospheric story pure love yeah i I think we're pretty much in agreement with that um i both of us like the fact that it was so compact and there wasn't a whole uh lot of extra running back and forth and to and fro that we typically get in some um uh extra long stories yes i like that i didn't realize there's an overlooked story i i would tend to guess that stories that introduce new companions are ones that get a lot more attention than others um but since this is so early in the show maybe you know kind of got lost a little bit uh hair the hound also says r.i.p sandy the sand beast he died so barbara could have a moment uh a noble but worthy sacrifice and then leaves uh some incredible photos so check our our Twitter replies. So, like, see the, what is the Sandy the Sand Beast praise him? Right. Uh, what was praise. like? What was the moment for Barbara? Like, what did that scene accomplish? The bloodlust, the the anger, the pure rage in her face. No, she's just. She's I mean, just when when I protect, when I first her. saw that like moment, I was like, okay, well, this is just supposed to establish like, don't judge a thing by its appearance. Like, you you think right. this thing's a monster, but it's actually not. Whereas that doesn't necessarily play out later because you think this thing is a monster and it is a monster, uh, right? As well, so uh, that's fine. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> hey, also, I I wasn't aware, but the word Dido uh, <clears throat> actually has meanings from the eighteenth, uh, the nineteenth century. It means uh, a, to pull off a trick or a hoax. Mm, mischievous so tricks on the or nose. deeds. Yeah, yeah, on on the nose. The name of the planet, even though I didn't know it at first, but still. Uh, okay, uh, Jeff Waddle on Twitter says, It's a simple but good enough uh, for the time two-parter to introduce a new companion. Vicky goes on to be the Susan we never had, and that wasn't the actress that was due to the writing. Uh, the planet's dildo, indeed, oh. was someone having a laugh. Well, close. Close, okay. Jeff. <laughs> but, I mean, given the ending, who knows? I don't know how this whole thing is going to shake out for the rest of the, the people on the planet. Uh, Miss Fitzcully says, I love the story. A great intro to Vicky. I always feel sorry for Sandy the Sand Beast. Just think if it had tagged along with her in the TARDIS, what would the first Doctor have made of the mess uh, that it surely would have made? Uh, I like the rescue a nice two-parter. It doesn't outdo its welcome. Which is uh, saying a lot for some of these stories in the beginning where they just run forever. So yes, that was I agree with that wholeheartedly. Uh, Cappers says, I always feel the death of the creature... Uh, that Barbara, I always feel the death of the creature yeah. that Barbara kills brings some gray morality to the show. Ian and Barbara and the Doctor come off quite callous, but they're the heroes. A complex beat. I think the way that you said it, Eric, that not only do they kill her only friend, they make her apologize for getting <laughs> upset do. about it. It's yeah. twisted. She's man. like the she's like the weirdo. They're like, come on, get over yeah. it, and they're like, get over it, and then Ian is like laughing with her, like. 30 seconds later, like, they're all sitting down. He's like, oh, come on, come on, Remember Vicky. when we killed your only and friend? And at least, like, you know, oh. she does say, she does apologize to, Bar- to Barbara. And then Barbara sort of apologizes. She's like, oh, I should, I'm sorry, too. 
but you know it's not that big of a deal. Barbara feels no I guilt. Killed it with my bare hands. She feels no, no. guilt for having uh, I mean, killed an innocent I think creature. She does she? Ah. I think she feels more she... bad for Vicky than she does for the yes. the animal yes. she killed. I agree with that. Uh, yeah, um, Hair of the Hound coming back again says, P.S. Ian nicknames Coquillian Cockaliki. This is the name of a Scottish chicken and leek soup rather than anything obscene. I honestly didn't even catch him saying that, uh, that he calls Coquillian Cockaliki. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I still think uh, Cockaliki sounds vaguely dirty. So it does. I appreciate it, sa- it, it sounds like more like a condition. You would get from something. Oh, from something. It's dirty. like gonor- you know gonorrhea. I mean? They yeah. call the old cockaliki. Right. <laughs> the old cockaliki, eh? It's like your your old crazy uh, doctor. doctor. You know, because when you're too <laughs> embarrassed to go to the doctor, you go to the doctor that <laughs> says, hey, the cockaliki. Oh, eh? You got a case of the cockaliki. Sounds vaguely uh, racist what I'm doing, but I don't know. Against who? Don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh,. Alexandra Denton says, A wonderful little story that develops the doctor's grief of losing Susan, Barbara, and Ian stepping up to be there for him. A narratively compelling introduction of Vicky to fill that hole in his hearts. And Coquillian makes a rather sinister one-off fill-in. I really love it. And I do like these stories where it's like, the evil monster is actually humans. Um, And this guy was just a complete dick the whole way through. So it, it was kind of... It made sense. And we don't see, like, we don't see Kakaliki get killed, right? He's just chased off into the shadows by the boy toy crew, by the tennis guys. I mean, he he went flying out the door, so he probably went right over that ledge. Yeah. Took a a header. So I don't know if he ever makes any kind of reappearance as a a recurring (laughs) villain. Um, I think you'll have to bring him back in your novelizations. He helps populate the planet. Um, John says... uh, I will say just the, hold on before we get to John. Please do it. You got to give you got to give props to uh, Rory Culkin for uh, <laughs> the the plan is actually kind of brilliant because not only does he sort of have all this elaborate things, he's able to kill a whole bunch of people and get away with it, but he sets it up so that he can just hang out in this bed. And and be waited on. Like it's like part of his right. plan is just. And then I'll just chill in this bed, and I'll get this uh, woman with no pants yeah. uh, to just come come over and every once in a while and give me a hot pocket or whatever they're eating on that that thing. Is it's he really sort of covered all bases? Yeah, that was it. Just, yeah, it was really diabolical. Given the villain, he, props. he made it seem as though yeah he got injured in the blast, so he couldn't even walk very far. If he walked from his room into no, the main room, and he makes her do all the work. Days. Like she's got to do whatever. Amazing. She's chopping wood out there or gathering rocks because she's she's so like damaged <laughs> that she's just like these are the rocks I found. And he slaps them out of her hand. Oh, which is great. It's abusive. She it's, it's a hard it's a hard go for her. Poor Vicky. I really hope she gets uh, everything that she deserves. Uh, maybe she is. John says uh, the contemporary review of the story being spoiled by a whiteout makes no sense. There's no whiteout in the story. I replied to that because I didn't quite understand. I don't understand what, what that, that was means. in reference to. And uh, he replied again to say, a newspaper TV critic in 65 reviewed it and said that a fade to white was spoiled by a camera in shot or something along those lines. But I've never been able to find what they were referring to. Wondered if you spotted spotted anything during your rewatch. And I don't recall there being a whiteout. I don't recall seeing a camera in the shot. And I also didn't see anything in the uh, wiki notes where they usually call out these types of snafus. I don't remember any whiteout. The the only, like, sort of production you know issue that i saw that was funny was when you first meet uh the culkin and he opens Uh the door to talk to himself he hits his mask with the door the first time (laughs) he opens the door and it hits him in the face and then he then he opens it and he walks through that was the only thing i noticed that was like oh haha they they let that didn't even mention didn't mention that he had a whole Ferris Bueller's Day Off setup going on. He in there. did. When someone knocks on the door. There's the tape recorder that says "Leave me alone" or whatever. Yeah, and, and uh, it was that scene is kind of weird too. Um, not it's not weird, but like he opens it up and he plays <clears throat> the the Ferris Bueller thing, like like you're saying. And then it also has yeah. the ability, you know, it's recording the other room because he's listening to the conversation. You can hear, or yeah, whatever. But then right. he he doesn't say like guys. Like, the, the, he's the, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't... Right, why did the doctor tell, tell anyone right. that this clearly is something? He's still kind of figuring it out, but I thought that was a little yeah, strange. strange. Um, that the guy would have Very audio strange. recordings and, and, and intercoms or whatever. 
Because clearly he could go down into the to the caves and uh, right. Rory could could come out. And this time, maybe with another Culkin, maybe, uh, you know, Macaulay's with them this time and they can just slaughter uh, Barbara. Well, no, who's going to kill Barbara? Nobody. But you know you what I mean? Like, you could try. You could try, but she won't. But no. In uh, our last reply from the World Enough uh, and Time podcast says, it seems to get quite a lot of love, but I've always found it inconsequential and over-emotional. Huh. huh. Disagree? Well, over-emotional in, the, in I mean, the, the killing of the dog? Oh, well, okay. Yes. That is... The, that is the I, I would, yeah, um, of the era. Sometimes. You know, Susan always does this. Uh, so now we get Vicky being completely over the top and melodramatic in a way that feels uh, misogynistic, maybe to my eyes. Yeah, but, I, I would give you yes, that. that. Although that it feels happens. way more earned because she's such she's been through so much, so damaged. And so speaking damaged. of been through so much, or maybe shouldn't be adventuring. Uh, yeah, maybe the doctor seems like not right. And it's almost cruel to put him through all of this. Like when he's asleep in the beginning in the chair and they're like leaning on him to drive the thing. And he's looking for Susan who's gone. You you almost feel like this guy needs to be in a home or he needs people to take care of him and not keep putting it. Like it's almost like, you know, and when this episode. He needs a day off. Yeah, he needs some time. He needs to retire. Like it, it, it almost feels like. You guys are pushing this, whether that's Hartnell or, you know, was he in a position where he should have been not acting? It just feels very, very, it was like at the end of Stan Lee's life where they kept putting Stan Lee in these comic cons and like, there's all this weird stuff with his money. And it's like, you guys, at some point you guys are are leeching off this poor, poor man. (laughs) Let him have a nap, guys. It's fine. Um, Yeah, I didn't think it was necessarily Hartnell uh, that, that. well, the do- yeah, I mean, it just it, you the, felt the, the, doc- the doctors doctor, sure. uh, falling asleep and 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 calling out for people that are long since gone. But they got oh. him a new kid, so they're yeah. like, "Hey, we'll just maybe this will perk him up." When you put him that way, poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really. Oh, did not I did want not to mean it picture. like that, Dan. I, I didn't Get either. Your mind I didn't out mean of that thing. Gutter. You just uh, okay. <laughs> So I think that was all the feedback we got from Twitter. Uh, we did not get any. We emails. got no that's great. That was a lot of feedback. We got no was, reviews in the U.S. store, so uh, and we don't know what's happening there. anywhere else in the world. So that's fine. Um, Eric, what do we have coming up um, in three? Well, weeks? Well, as you know, we move uh, doctor to doctor as we move forward. So we we're going to Troughton next uh, for uh, Seeds of Death. So that's our next Seeds story, which should go up on, um, I don't know when it's going to go up. August something. Yeah. I have August, August 5th guys. down. I'm looking at the dates on our schedule page, and I have August 5th, The Rescue. August 5th, Seeds of Death. So that's not right. You're not getting two on uh, Wednesday. So it's three weeks from the 5th. So you do the calendar math on that one. But... Yeah. For the fans of the of the rescue, the Romans appear is another two parter. I think Dan. So mm-hmm. good news mm-hmm. coming. Mm-hmm. The next Great. time we get around to Hartnell, we will end up doing the Romans, which immediately takes place after this. So we will see how Barbara and how Vicky. You know, uh, did they forget about the dog murder? Is Vicky completely? Does Vicky bring it up all yeah, the time? Is it constantly Maybe? getting? Does Ian try to like inappropriately? <laughs> Why joke don't you about shoot it? my like... dog? Like that's just constantly <laughs> being thrown at her. Four uh... companions, I always feel like is too much. And so when they lost uh, Susan, was I was actually happy. I was like, oh, this will give us a little bit more time to oh. develop Barbara and develop Ian and, and do whatever we're going to do with the doctor. But then they immediately added Vicky. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to when we get down to, to three companions again. You mean three travelers? Three travelers. Right, right, right. I mean, it can't really top the uh, Turlo, Tegan, and uh, Nisa triumphant. So, I mean, yes. it's, it's always yes. going to be living in that shadow yeah, in my that's... mind, obviously. Uh, okay, uh, well, I think yeah, that's, that's it. So, it. Seeds if of Death you want is to, the next uh, one. Tweet at us. 
You can tweet us at uh, TODW Show on Twitter. Uh, same thing on Instagram. That's where the gifts will be posted as well as on the show page, which is at theolddoctorwhoshow.com. If you want to send us um, a longer message, you can email us at theolddoctorwhoshow at gmail.com. Yeah, please do. And if you feel like sending us any physical goods, we're not asking for you to do it. But if you felt Oh, like yeah, it, please do. Where do they send that, Eric? Uh, P.O. Box, PO Box 2131. Red Bank, New Jersey, 07701. You can send us whatever you want. Uh, we've had artwork sent to us, which is mm-hmm. amazing. We've had mugs, mugs sent to us. I'm still, Dan should be, uh, we always wanted to send him some jelly babies. Uh, we welcome <laughs> letters. We've uh, gotten cards. Sure. Uh, oh, but also, if you want to send in a Me self addressed stamped envelope. Uh, I will send you stickers back because we have the old Doctor Who shows stickers. Uh, they don't, they're free. Yeah. The only thing that we so ask is that you pay for the postage you to be sent postage. back to you. And uh, that's it. Yeah. I think that's, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Eric, we did it. Yeah, and I Made guess we should one. also bring up before we close this, I said we're doing Too Seeds late. of Death next. No big deal. But after that is our 100th uh-huh. episode. Oh, so we boy. have to sort of figure that out. It's the movie oh Doctor Who and the Daleks, so we're going to have to do a live show of that. We, yep. Unless you feel differently, we'll do Instagram again? Maybe. Yeah, I think we'll do Instagram. This time we'll save it afterwards. We didn't save the last one, but we'll, we'll save it. I think the nice thing about the special that we did for the 50th is that it, it lived on on YouTube so we can get the hundreds of thousands yes. of views that it's... Oh, wait, no couple of views three views i think um but anyway yeah instagram's fine because it's a nice little yeah the only the only issue i think with instagram is we're capped at an hour right it cuts you off after an hour so we if we ever wanted to do like a watch it all together kind of thing like we are recording while we were both watching it i don't think we can do that because the the movies at least right an hour and we'll break into several uh, parts if we have to no worries folks that that will be fine fine. plus the way dan's looking at me he does not want to watch it uh, live and do like a uh, rolling commentary. No. Uh, <laughs> so right. it'll be a standard review. All right, everybody. It will be live on Instagram. We'll give you more details uh, next, next time, time around. Next time. All right. Until then. Peace. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye, America. And, and Goodbye. England. Oh. And Canada. And Australia. I mean, the world in general. And the world. Good night, everyone. Moon.